0: In the motherfucking suburbs
1: with it. Hey yo Terry, fuck going on. Hey, how's it going? Hey Dave, if I stop on this bitch, just bring me back in wherever I stop at. I'm going straight through on this
0: bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Turn it down a little bit in the headphones. Let's get it. Will I make it out these streets, you will never know I got court in the morning, I don't wanna go Got some niggas doing life and they on level four But they are rooting for me, they just hope I blow Got more cheese than all you niggas put together Serve more fiends than all you niggas put together I get money, I don't care who fucking on my exes count thirty when I found out the bitch was pregnant You ain't been through what I been through, nigga you ain't into what I am to, nigga You ain't never had to hustle cause the rent do, nigga Put my own work in and send hits too, nigga Silver spoon, little nigga You ain't never sold packs I was in and out the trap when you was working at the plant Fiends blowing up my trap phone, asking where I'm at I'ma call your ass back, wait a minute, let me pack I put myself on so I'm the only one I trust See you bad bitches' bags, need a bad pair of nuts I was raised around gorillas, nigga I ain't scared of nothing Only thing your broke ass ever had was some buffs The gram ain't make me, so the gram can't break me Arm reach long from the A out the AZ Young rich nigga I ain't out for AZ Came up off purple Like I'm from Grape Street Detroit nigga With some mafia ties Spent a band getting dressed That's the offer to mine Feds wanna sit me down But I'm not finna cry I done smoked so many blunts I felt like I'm finna die Stack it up to the sky for they take me to jail You would take you a shell Before I take me a L Nigga heard I hit his bitch And he ain't take it too well Took a picture on the yacht Sent it straight to the feds I get money in lump sums You keeping your fronts up Heavy ass load Like it came off a dump truck Talking out his neck I see them hoes got him pumped up Real nigga let my nuts hang like some nunchucks When I was buying rollies, you ain't had you a curve. Spotted jumping out of four and cash in the burr Had to tuck the chain in cause it danced to her Heard you blacked your bitch, cause she was staring to her I ain't swiping no curves, I'm peelin' straight off a stack Got some niggas rad for me, came straight off a mat. I ain't had to hit the road, I was straight off the crack Said fuck it, I was gone for a day and was back Me and my bitch went on tour together <laughs> You and your bitch, y'all look poor together Nigga, plug quarter, said the order ready hey i'm going to trial i hope the lawyer ready fuck it in the city balling on these little niggas like i'm andre learn how to put that money up now i'm beyond straight posted on am bopping with them bees like beyonce came to get the money i don't care about the limelight get your mind right before you get your ass left dry snitching on the team you would get your ass wet pack flying out the door i got a couple bags left if we talking about some real niggas i'm the last left nigga.
2: episode of the wake and bake podcast this is um episode five if i'm mistaken um i am your host Gotti. you can find me on instagram at uh Von Gotti t-h-e-e-v-o-n-g-o-t-t-i um no tie here today i don't know i don't know where the fuck that nigga at he ain't never text me back but today i, uh, I got my uh my older brother who y'all know is mcfly
3: mcfly where can they find you at what up, though? You can find me at prince underscore mcfly drop the y at the ei. And this is, like I said, episode five.
2: And uh, this was already a plan Now, you know how you on the show now. Uh, for this week, for this uh episode, we was gonna do it last week, but it was your birthday week, so you know, I remember you had just took off and stuff. First off, how was your whole birthday?
3: Oh, sure, you know, um. I'm not a person to celebrate birthdays and stuff like that. So, but it was straight. I enjoyed everybody uh, who came through for my birthday party. We had a game night and shit like that. It was
2: fire. Yeah, but other than that, man, it was cool. I, honestly, I remember you had you was telling me when you had went to Kobe mm-hmm. house how y'all play God. Mm-hmm. That shit is actually fun.
3: It, it's probably the best game in the world.
2: Right? Because like, especially with a bunch of drunk niggas around, that shit is the funniest shit ever. Especially since you vibe into music, too. Yeah, yeah, that game is fun. But, um... Man, let's start off with... Uh, first off, let's start off... How'd you like the Super Bowl?
3: Um... My, not, it, my team wasn't in it. So it was automatically, fuck the Super Bowl. But, uh... I thought it was gonna be a thousand percent different outcome than it was.
2: I thought it was gonna be... Who who had the better defense because I thought the offense on both sides was going to go crazy. Yeah, And if I had to choose, I wanted the Chiefs to win. Because, you know, Pat Mahomes is
3: the new GOAT. Yeah,
2: the GOAT GOAT right now. He's, He's fire phenomenal. And I saw this post on Instagram, and I didn't, like, I actually agree with it. He had two of the best incompletions of all time.
3: Listen. Like, Those were two of the greatest throws I may have seen, like, a quarterback throw. Like, And I don't think I've ever seen something like that. Getting tackled or something like that. The fact that he got that bitch to the, word, to the point where he wanted it at, and they just dropped it. Like, the first throw was um, him literally getting tackled, and he just threw it to, like, the, the corner of the end zone, and my man was just out of bounds. By the, and, by the fact that he got
0: it
2: past the end zone.
3: And, it was amazing. Like, the ball hit the pylon. Like, it touched that, my
2: man's hands. But, yeah, yeah, it hit the pylon. It
3: hit the pylon. And then the second throw, when he is down there at the ground, and he threw that bitch down there 50 yards, and it hit the player in his face mask. Yeah. And that, I will
2: say this. Was I highly disappointed in the Chiefs? Yes. but I, And it was mainly because of the line. Because I'm seeing, like, literally, after every snap he took, mm-hmm. there was... He basically had he had to scramble with
3: it. Yeah, uh, but they were missing two tackles. Right. Two starting tackles. One was a number one pick and, you know, another one. But, um, yeah, he had no protection.
2: No protection. I feel like if those tackles are in, would the outcome be different? Maybe. But it, I feel like it at least would have been... If he had protection at the line, it would have been a great game. Like, it it, it wasn't bad of a game, but it was just – it was one-sided. And I kind of hate when the Super Bowls are one-sided. Yeah. I like back-to-back Super Bowls, especially because you never know who's going to win.
3: I think it was just one of those things where they hit him in the mouth early. And, um, that first half really decided the game. Um,
2: I was stuck. I was. I felt like the game was decided when right, thirty seconds left into the second quarter. Two defensive pass interferences. That
3: that shifted. The and they game. was able to score. That one hundred percent shifted the game. And um,
2: I feel like right there they was putting the nail in the coffin. Yeah,
3: you know uh, the first pass interference. I don't think it was a pass interference call. No. I think it was an overthrown ball. And one hundred percent over. You tripped over me, right. And then the second one, it was three it was three straight calls that were terrible calls. Um, well, not three straight, but two on that drive that were bad. And then the, the drive before that, when they the interception, and they called a holding on the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. I think those were terrible calls. Yes, was he holding? A hundred percent. But he is holding on the other side of the field. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Uh the pass interference call was terrible and then what they called uh, another pass interference and a touchdown. Which
2: when, what was what was it? Both was, was no, both wasn't on top. It wasn't on Matthew. the second one the was, second was on yeah. The second one was on Matthew. First one, I forgot who it was on. but It was on the cornerback, but yeah, that, that was a bullshit call, yeah. Right, yeah, that one I didn't agree with. You could, you could clearly see if it, it was overthrown. Yeah. But, yeah, the second one for sure I thought was it was a good call. But I just felt like right at that, when I saw that, cause I didn't, like, look at the game instantly. It wasn't a game I instantly ran to. But I saw it, and I was like – I saw it, I saw that the the end of the first half, and I was like, okay, I feel like the game is just – might be over. Unless Pat Mahomes and the offensive goes 100% mm-hmm. stupid. Because it's hard stopping Brady offense. It's extremely hard. Because mm-hmm. he gets it where he wants it to go. And somebody, he's going to force somebody to be open.
3: And the problem is, you know, when you don't get pressure on, you know, somebody like Brady and you give him time to sit back there, he's going to pick you apart. Right. That's basically what he did. Uh, and f- for real, for real, like I said, it was the first the, – because what? What was the score after halftime? Well, going into halftime, 21-6? 21-6. Yeah. 21-6. So they only scored 10 points in the second half. You feel what I'm saying? It's just uh, offensively – they. Like saying
2: It wasn't even the score itself. It was the yeah. – how I saw them play, yeah. it was like, okay, I feel like it may be over.
3: Yeah, offensively is they, you know, they didn't play the way we expect the Chiefs to play. Right. And you know.
2: But yeah, it could have been better. This like I was upset about it, like I said, just because I expected a better game. The last time I was upset at a Super Bowl was when my favorite team, the Falcons, choked that lead against the Patriots. The Patriots came back and beat us. I was mad as hell about that, personally. But it was just like You know For what it was It was it was straight I guess How would you like Did you look at the Weekend's performance Yeah How was it I didn't look at
3: it Um That shit was That shit was lit uh, It was dope I
2: seen like little clips Of I seen like How he had A bunch of bandage Face niggas yeah. And his like, rank, like His suits that he be wearing And shit So I heard it was A pretty fire performance Yeah it
3: was dope I, They said he spent like An extra 7 million On that shit
2: to make it a little bit to better. to make
3: it the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I didn't see an extra seven million, but you know, if you got it, boil out. No. They do. They, they get paid for no. performances. They don't. So basically, um, you get a budget of how you want your show to be,
0: uh-huh.
3: and then so they give you a certain amount of money for your show. And then they donate money to, like, a a charity of your choice.
2: Okay. okay, That's not too bad. But, yeah, um, Super Bowl is straight. Oh, so questions I wanted to ask to you personally. Um, Me and you talk about these things every now and then, but it doesn't come up frequently. Right. But I wanted to kind of pick your brain and see from your perspective – of where you were when, like, things like this happen, right? Because mm-hmm. people who don't know, you know, we're brothers. Fifteen years separate us. Yeah. So it's not of, it like, it wasn't kind of by choice that me and you weren't as close as we could have been. Just because of, it's a big age gap. With me being a little brother, seeing you out doing your grown things, I'm, so you know, I'm small, so it's like, I want to follow my older brother, but I got to realize he's actually a grown man. Right. It's not just an older brother. He's actually a grown man. So it's like, um, one thing I wanted to ask you. Um, how, first off, how was I, how was it growing up with me as your little brother? And how was it just being a big brother?
3: And what phase? Because there's phases. Okay.
2: So let's start from when, around the time I came, me being a newborn and stuff like that.
3: Uh. So, being a newborn. Did things change for you? N- no. Actually, it, it low key got better. Because with you being born, it took pressure off of me. It took, you know, like the light off of me. Mm-hmm. So, instead of me being the only child, it was like, okay, there's a new kid in the house and he needs more attention than the, I'm in high school. So, I'm. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So there was no pressure on me, and then um, we had two unfortunate events happen in our lives where our Auntie died. Right. She died before you was one, and then our grandma died uh, like a year and a half after that. Mm-hmm. So then it's a hundred percent more pressure off of me. Mm-hmm. So it was just like I got to chill for real, for real.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then, like we are, we was in two different age groups, so it wasn't like, damn, I can't get shit I want because it's a baby here. It's like the shit I wanted, you know, it, you know, I was able to get shit, right, because the baby was here. Mm. Was, if that that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I was actually that was one of the questions I was gonna ask. You, I was gonna ask, was it more pressure put on you with me being the little brother? Um, Did you have to do more things
3: I, I had to watch you and shit like that But other than that no. Yeah. And like If you know me I'm a, a chill in a crib type of person Anyway so right. It wasn't like um,
2: Oh I gotta stay home and watch you Exactly
3: it was like alright it's cool And then once again like like I said We had those two unfortunate events So mom was Going through it so it was kind of like Alright I see that she going through her what she's going through, so I have to step up and be you know play a bigger role. All right? Yeah.
2: All right. Um. Yeah, man. So I don't, you know, with me with them passing, with me being so young, you know, not even past one, mm-hmm. barely past one. How, how were, auntie? And uh, grandma. Because I, like I said, I've never known. I've seen pictures of them. I know what they look like, but I never knew them.
3: Um, they were like, and once again, this is my personal opinion. Yeah. Like the greatest people to be around. Like uh, with auntie, it was always a joke. Um, Us joking around and shit like that whenever she around. Everybody laughing mm. Same thing with grandma So Once again When um, Me growing up I'm my only child So I was spoiled as fuck Growing up with them two And mom So You know I got whatever I wanted So um, Yeah It's just like They were the The highlight Of any event we had mm. So like Especially Um well both of them They were the people who kept our family That forced our family to do shit You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. So once they Both of them Die It was just like alright We ain't about to do shit as a family no more mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about as Our house family I'm talking about as The Johnsons or you know, however you want to put it Right. That's like After they died it was over
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was like, I always felt like our—not that our family wasn't big, but it's like all I've ever known was me, you, moms. Yeah. And I knew of before you know when I got older, I knew of auntie and grandma. Yeah. Um, and we would have times where you know we we'll, every now and then we'll see Vernon and yeah. Herman and them. That that's the farthest I've went with our with family is Vernon nah, and like- Herman.
3: It used... to Yeah, like, we used to have, like, events and shit. Like, how... Because we can't really even say, like, your family, because it's just holidays, niggas get together. Right. You, you you see how, like, the... Uh, how Drew and them, mm-hmm. everything, you know, they get together for everything. Right. That's how we used to be. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So...
2: And what's crazy is I see, like that you mentioned, Drew, I see a family now. And like I, I remember you said one time to Drew like that, that part of how their family is close knit is like, you was kind of jealous of, mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, I 100% agree with you with that. I wish that it was, it was like that for mine. We got together when we did, but of course through the years, you know, as people got older and things changed. Not we don't really do that anymore, especially mm-hmm. now with COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, we would only see each other on holiday. You know, them, they'll just want somebody to just be like, hey, pull up. 100. And, and then like 50 niggas will pull 100%. up. 100%. So it's like, I wish that was like how it is for us. It's different now. Well, it was Mainly for you. It's, it's different just because of, it's not really, it's not really family, but it's friends. Mm-hmm. But it's friends you consider family mm-hmm. that'll pull up and stuff. But it's like, I kind of wish I was, I had something like that. And it's like, you know, it just it makes it wish it makes me kind of wish things were different sometimes. But I I will say that I'm I'm blessed from what I have. Yeah. And what I was able to learn from, you know, you and mm-hmm. moms and stuff. Cause, you know, I've all you know, I never I seen parts of it, but I know we weren't always in the best of situations mm-hmm. all the time. And from times you've told me it. So it was just like, you know. I'm glad that like what I have now, but I kind of wish it was different sometimes.
3: Yeah, I think for real, for real. Since you've been born, niggas been on the up and up. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. I I could only think of like for real, like one time since you've been here, where moms truly was struggling. And that's when y'all moved over on Oxley over there. Mm-hmm. That might have been like the only true of struggle, struggle of like, oh, shit, I went from this back down to this. Right. But that was how How long was y'all over there? What? A a year or two?
2: I was there. I remember I went to school out there for fourth grade for a minute. And then that's when I moved on Ops. Um, maybe... Two three years maybe, because we we moved to we moved to Knob in the Woods when I when I was in seventh grade. Okay. Because sixth grade, I think we was still I think because I, that's when I went to Levy. We was still at Oxley, and then seventh grade I had moved to um yeah that's when we moved to um Knob in the Woods. Okay. When well, yeah when I went to seventh grade because I went to remember my school was like right up the street.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for real, for real, that was, like, the only struggle, for real, because, like, as soon as after you was born, she, we moved into a house, Mm. and then, after that house, we moved into, like, a condo down the street, and then we moved into the house over there. Yeah. So, So, we
2: went from Nantucket to Oxley, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, doing that, I hated it at the time, Mm. and it was, like, because that's the first house I ever remember growing up in Mm -hmm. remember is is Nantucket and Mm -hmm. I love that house like if I could now I would buy the house Mm -hmm. if I could just because I love it and it's like moving as a kid you never understand them things of why we moving from here to here but you never ask those Mm -hmm. questions and it's like it wasn't like I said until we until I got older until I realized it's a sacrifice that she had to make and I know that she loved that house too Mm -hmm. and like we would still talk about it Like, she still, she loves that house. And from us moving there to Oxley, Oxley wasn't, I wouldn't say bad, but yes, it was a step down. Mm -hmm. Um, Am I glad we moved over there? Yes, because, you know, we met certain people like Mr. Roof and Mr. Wayne and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, around those times I didn't like where my surroundings, Mm
0: -hmm. like I said,
2: my fourth grade, my the school I went to, I remember that school, it was ghetto as hell. Me being a fourth grader, remembering that mm-hmm. the school was ghetto as hell, It was bad as hell, and so yeah, just going from there to there, like I said, kid, I just I didn't like it, but I didn't realize we were in a struggle. Mm-hmm. I also I do, but I do remember times getting a little different because of when she took that Consumers Energy job, mm-hmm. and she would always be on call. I remember she had to like. she had to be gone for like six weeks Mm
0: -hmm.
2: for the training thing. It would only come back on weekends. Mm -hmm. And I basically stayed with, you know, Miss Ruth and Mr. Wayne and stuff. But like, yeah, that just... It was just a different time. And I think you had moved out by then.
3: No, I had been moved. I moved... Yeah. I moved out when we was in Nantucket. Mm Mm-hmm. When, yeah... uh, Yeah. When we were staying in Nantucket, I moved out. So she ended up moving out like... Maybe like six months after that, after I left, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, I was like, it wasn't that long. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Cause where did you move to? I got,
3: I moved to Pontiac. Pontiac. I yeah. wasn't staying up Um.
2: Well, actually, take that back. Well, real quick, that that jumps to my next question. How was going to cause for Pontiac? What grades did you go to? I
3: only uh moved out to Pontiac. So I moved out to Pontiac the first time for a year. Mm. And was that was uncle uh hey to, to graduate. Uh, so I was only out there for a year. Uh, to graduate.
2: Now, during that time how was that
3: Pontiac? Um
2: It was with Adam and Avery every day, yeah. every day.
3: Yeah. Actually it was different. So when we move when I when we did that, we had just moved to Nantucket. Mm. So like we m- day was I, you know. You was a senior, right? Well, you might not even have been in school for real. Oh, it's a preschool shit. Um, I did Yeah, you wasn't even in school yet when I when I left the first time. So you were still going to, like daycare and shit like that.
2: I was like, when I when I was in school, you were never in school. You was in college, right?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when um, so when I first left, we just moved to the house that summer and I left like 2 months after to go to high, to finish high school.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, um everything was good, for real. Mm-hmm. Niggas was winning. Mom had her own business. Um I had got money from uh grandma suing her doctor. So mm-hmm. I had a little bit of money in my pocket. So all I had to really do was just uh go to school and I come back home on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And then um
2: Did you, where, where'd you go? Pontiac North?
3: Yeah, I went to Pontiac Northern.
2: Did you, you did you did you meet Drew? Was mm, that where you met Drew?
3: No. Oh. Uh uh. Uh-uh.
2: But did y'all go to school around that Santa Tom?
3: That nigga graduated. He graduated before I graduated. Oh you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was out of the school by the time I got there. Okay. So um I it was cool. I was chilling for real. The only thing I uh, I regret was I had a puppy. Like as soon as uh, we bought the house, we had got a puppy, and so when me having to go to Pontiac, that's uh, not Capone. Right? No, that was Capone. Oh, it's Capone. Okay, it's Capone. So when me going to Pontiac, I couldn't take care of the puppy. Mm-hmm. So I gave them to your pops to take care of, and that nigga didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. So then we had to, um, I had to get this nigga back, and we had built like a, uh, the shed,
2: the shed,
3: shit. It was just, it. I wish I would have had been able to, you know, tr- really had time to train him and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I was in high school, so I couldn't do shit.
2: I can't remember. I remember him, but I don't. He was was he like he wasn't a bad dog, was huh. he?
3: It was just like his environment he was just in. No, that nigga just had too much freedom. So like we didn't train Capone. So that he man- wasn't
2: potty trained or nothing.
3: No, so he was automatically outside dog. So Moms was like, he can't be in the house because I don't want him pissing on shit. I don't and know. it's
2: hard to train an adult dog.
3: And I didn't, even when we got him back, he was still a, a, a like a, a... He was like where Roxy at now.
2: Oh, like five, six months?
3: When, when we got him back. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So when we got him back, he was how Roxy is now.
2: Roxy just got to like... Going to the door yeah. and stuff.
3: So, yeah, I knew yeah, that. You feel what right. I'm saying? So, it was just like, and I wasn't there. So, I couldn't, I can't train this nigga or nothing like that. So, we, he had to be outside. Door. He just had too much freedoms outside. And that was just the problem. And with Pit Bulls, they got to have, they, you know, they got to be occupied with something. So.
0: All
2: right. Yeah, I actually remember I, I, like I said, I remember like vivid details of. him. I remember it's a picture somewhere of me and him and stuff. He was a nice little dog. He was what gray.
3: It's a it was he was a blue pit bull. I say was
2: it was like gray blueish. Yeah. yeah, he was a nice little pit bull. You ever what happened to him? I forgot.
3: I gave him to your pops.
2: Um, oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. But um, next we um, next I'm I want to say um. So did I ever, as far as you know, you taking care of me and stuff, was I ever in the, did I have like a, when you like moved back to Nantucket and stuff?
3: You to move moved back for good? Yeah. Okay.
2: Was I like, was those the bad years of me as far as my, yeah. how I acted attitude and stuff?
3: No, it wasn't the worst. It was, it was bad. But once again, you was a little kid. All mm-hmm. little kids to me is bad. Mm. So, even what I'm saying you was like five or six, so the five or six year olds, they bad as shit.
2: And, like, you, you like, example, you're a quiet, you know, chill yeah. person. I was damn near the opposite yeah. of that. 100%. I was the opposite of that.
3: So. And, one, and, like, once again, like, you was a spoiled ass five, six year old. So, of course, we wasn't gonna get along. You be wanting to do shit that I don't have no interest in doing. So yeah, he was just a badass. You like just like a badass little kid. You feel me? So, like anything, like how fucking Caleb irritates me, <laughs> it, it's the same. It's like, bro, and like, it but was, that's how you're supposed to be at that. Anybody at that age is going to be irritating a, all right. a twenty year old. All
2: right, and it's like we can. We never. I mean, now we do because I'm like I'm older now, but. We never had, it's not like we ever had conversations
3: or something. And there's no.
2: I think the most we would ever talk about is probably WWE or something like that. And
3: there's no, no common ground there. I'm a 20-year-old, you're a 6-year-old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So either you were forced to do something I want to do, or I'm forced to do something you want to do. Once again, there's no common ground. And I remember
2: back then I was so persistent to just hang out with you just because I feel like just because you were older and you know oh, I'm around the older kids mm-hmm. and stuff. With my, that older kid is my brother and mm-hmm. so like example it would just be you and Ken too hanging out at the crib and I just want to come along just because. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I under at the time, you know, I was like, dog, he's so mean to me, but it's like, dang, we have nothing in common for real. You can't sit up here and chop it up with me about Jay-Z.
0: 100%.
2: <laughs> I will say, though, like, a lot of the things that I like today, though, are from you. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be into this. I wouldn't be so much into music unless it was, unless, unless I mean, if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Pull you an example. The first album I've ever listened to that you've played around me, and I can just say I've listened to it as mm-hmm. a young ass, being in elementary Was, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Mm -hmm. I believe it came out twenty ten. You would always play it in the car when you would drop me off at school.
0: Mm -hmm. So
2: hearing that all the time, that's that's the reason why today Kanye West is my favorite rapper. Mm -hmm. And like I listen to you know Jay Z and. Even old stuff that I, like, kids my age would never listen to, like mm-hmm. UGK and stuff like that. Like It's because of you that I listen to these things. Mm-hmm. I think it was even because of you I got into, oh, it's 100% for you, I got into like video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why I'm good at 2K now is because of you. And it's like, you know, even, even though I liked it too, like mainly, you know, we talked about WWE and stuff. It's like a lot of the things I like today were from you. And so it's like I'm glad that when I was able to be around you, mm-hmm. I was because I probably wouldn't be the same into stuff how I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's like low key, just real dope, for real, for real. So uh, next um, when you used to do uh, FG Radio, right? Mm-hmm. So like, like it was, it wasn't a podcast. It was a radio show, right?
3: No, it was a podcast. At first. It was a,
2: it was a podcast at first. Yeah. All right so like where how did that come about
3: so uh fg radio the start of it is a hundred percent kobe and dj i seventy five so it was a radio- it was a a podcast built like a radio show <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
3: so um i basically i listened to an episode and I was like, oh shit this shit is dope it was just oh this shit dope so I used to irritate this nigga Kobe like every time I saw a nigga like man let me be on the episode let me be on the episode let me be on the episode so he finally got me on the episode and then I don't know I guess I was good at it mm. to be for real like you know that was your
2: first podcast episode was ever
3: that. was that
2: so was it be- so it's basically because of Edgy Radio that you got in the podcast a hundred percent
3: so like Argo originally was to do. Was to Use podcasting To Cause when we was doing podcasts Podcasting wasn't popular Right It was something But we wasn't You
2: knew of them But it wasn't like Oh I'm about to go listen to this podcast
3: A thousand percent So Now
2: everybody has a fucking podcast
3: So our goal was to use podcasting To get into radio mm. To like springboard into radio So that was our goal In the beginning
2: hmm so like, where did y'all, where did y'all originally shoot? Was it like a common ground where y'all shot? It was just different places.
3: Um, originally it was somebody had I seventy five was staying at this crib, and them niggas had a studio in the basement, mm. like a full fledged decked out studio in the basement. So we used to record there. Mm. So then, um, we changed up how we was doing the shows. To uh, like everything was strictly video or something like that. So then we started shooting at um, our camera guy shot me, crib. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we went there, and then from there we started doing um. Radio at OU.
2: I was just like, so like, did y'all would y'all rent that space out?
3: No. Oh. Which one, L.U.?
2: Yeah, or, like, did y'all, like, when you, every time y'all record there, would y'all have to, like, pay something or something? No,
3: we was oh. actually doing official radio for the school. Oh, you was? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, we was doing official radio for the school, and then that's where we kind of went our separate ways.
2: mm mm-hmm. Was it just, like, just, like, niggas just stopped doing Randomly just stopped, like... Or was it like a planned? Like all right. It,
3: so the radio thing was like partially some bullshit because we had to do radio. So at first we would do it on the weekend, but I think I remember that. Yeah, we're doing it on the weekend. We would have to find somebody to help us get into the studio every time.
2: Mm-hmm. It just became
3: a hassle It became yeah. a hassle So then we started doing it While school was going on At a certain time It was just like a process It was a thing where uh, Me personally I just felt it was like Okay It's cool I fuck with it But The hassle ain't worth it The yeah. Ha- I gotta go I gotta go. I'm come to Arvin Hills And all that shit I'm personally good on it You feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. So then, um, so at that point I was, I was finished. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if we do FG radio again, you know, I'm down for it. But at that time I was just like, all right, it is what it is. And, um.
2: Nothing against it itself. Just the 100%, hassle. 100%, the hassle yeah. of just the process have, of everything. was yeah. Just getting like, all right, this is some
3: bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, I was just going through my phase in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, um, I might've set out for like a summer or something like that. I can't remember. It might've been, what happened? Whatever happened, I was just like, I'm out of it. I'm out of podcasting. I'm out of whatever we doing. And then out of nowhere, um, people used to always ask me like, dog, why y'all don't you know, do podcasts and shit no more So this is around the phase Where podcasts is becoming Back popular mm-hmm. And then I was like eh, You know it is what it is So then that's when I originally Created Sophisticated Ignorance
2: Yeah that was your original Just your podcast by itself My original
3: podcast by myself mm-hmm. And then that shit worked We did it for like four episodes Or something Basically what happened Gabby had to leave <laughs> to go
2: um, she
3: moved I think I remember who that is. I may I've seen her a couple times yeah so she moved to like Baltimore or something like that mm-hmm. so then she moved to Baltimore um, I want to say me and Drew moved out of the apartment or was moving out of the apartment at that time mm-hmm. something like that and then so I was like, All right, gotta take another break. Took another break. I may have started back doing radio at OU. Mm. And then I, you know, it got back to the boys. It was like, okay. Um so then I started sophisticated ignorance once again. Mm. It was me, Fee, um, me, Fee, and Kobe for real. Mm. And then we did it for like a few episodes, but it just—it wasn't the same. Mm.
2: Did your compassion kind of go away?
3: Kind of, a hundred percent. Um, and then
2: was there ever like, or sorry, my bad, real quick. Was there ever a down point where you was just like, all right, I don't want to do this shit. On. When I was doing
3: Fresh Freshmen Verbs. Mm. Probably last year, uh, March, last year, March, I was mentally out of it. Mm-hmm. I was.
2: This was, was this
3: before or after mom's past? Before. Before. Before okay. mom's past, 100%, like before, it, I was like mentally checked out of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't fun no more. Um, me personally, I felt it wasn't even funny no more. Um, and when you ask people about it, they be like, no, nah, that shit was still funny and I fucked with, I still fucked with the show. But to me, creatively, it was just like...
2: The person who was saying all of this stuff, like, yeah. Yeah,
3: like, it was like, I'm out of it, man. So.
2: Plus around, it, what, it you didn't have like, high, like, let so example now, like you got a team, you know. But like, no, it
3: was the same. Whoa, so basically, I was doing everything. I
2: don't want to say yeah with that. And that time, you was just doing everything. I thought like a hundred
3: percent everything I was doing. So then, um, I want to say I was completely out of it. Uh, I can't fully remember, but I want, was it before, I can't remember if it's before or after Moms died, mm-hmm. but I for sure text them niggas like, yo, I'm out.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, what it? Well, Alex, Jay. It's a group chat. Yeah.
3: And I was like, I'm out, y'all. It might have been. Cause I recorded maybe two episodes after mom died Mm -hmm. by myself. And then I think I told niggas was like, after that I told niggas I'm taking six weeks off.
2: I think, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. you You took a break.
3: I told niggas I'm taking six weeks off. So during that time I might've told me and Driz came up with our deal. How, what we came up with. And then, uh, honestly, I missed it for real. I just mentally wasn't uh, there to start it back up. Mm -hmm. So, from like middle of April to like when we came back, I think we came back in October. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was.
2: But I will say now, seeing how far everything has come, because like, you know, it's hard. I've, I feel like one of the hardest parts of starting anything is the beginning. Yes. Especially when you're you know a rapper, a clothing line, podcast, anything radio, getting that fan base. Off-rip th- is the is, hardest
3: shit. The hardest Promoting like yeah. everything. And it's figuring it's figuring out how to or how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to promote without irritating people. Right. You feel I me? Mean? Yeah, because I could flood your fucking page all fucking day to listen to this shit. Right. But it's like figuring out a creative way. And we're still figuring shit out. Right. Every day is, like I told myself, uh, my New Year's resolution, which I never do, was every day I'm going to, Learn more and more and more about being a business ahead of a business mm-hmm. or a podcast. It's like because there's you could always learn mm-hmm. so that was that's my thing this year so I kind of i want to say I kind of took for granted how good the podcast was because we started off so great. So I took for granted, like, yo, oh, shit, this shit going to become a success. Mm. Like that. But. Everything takes time. Everything takes time. And I think that kind of, with us, and I'm a confident person. Like, I never doubt anything. But when it was just going through a point where it was like, okay, maybe this shit. Isn't as great. You feel you start doubting yourself. You right. start doubting everything you do.
2: This shit isn't like what I thought it.
3: A hundred percent. So then you're like, oh shit, maybe this shit isn't as great as I, I put. Because
2: as soon as you put that thought in your mind, confidence instantly goes down. hundred percent. Because you, because you, it's not even other people. Because like you'll be like, you'll you'll say to yourself, okay, is this is this funny? Is this this is that? And you are like, okay, well,
3: other people think this is funny, is like that. So it's like. And it's like, you're kind of like, you're searching for the funny. Where right. originally it was just, we're just naturally funny together. Or it's just a natural, good podcast. I feel
2: like when you, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's always good to push it. So, yeah. But when you try to force it, that's when it becomes a thousand, not funny. It A thousand percent. Becomes, it becomes just forced. And yeah. nobody likes things forced.
3: A hundred percent.
2: Yeah, so... I remember it was crazy. I remember the exact day you and Alex was talking about Fresh from the Bird, just starting it. Yeah, I just remember that. Exa- I think we was up at Burn Rubber or mm-hmm. something, and we had just go up there. You was about to, about to probably about to buy some shoes or something, and just like thinking it, I was like, "That's crazy how, just like a simple conversation started off to what it is now, just yeah. whole Burbs Network." Mm-hmm. So it's like you, like you, the reason why you got me wanting to do this podcast. Stuff yeah. Now. So it's like you got. You know, fresh on the fresh on the burbs, our stuff, wake and bake, uh your sisters podcast. What else? What else? Uh,
3: sophisticated ignorance. Uh we got Jack and Henny. Jack and Henny. And then we got um F G Radio is a part of Burbs Network. Mm-hmm. Um and we got the black man don't cheat coming.
2: Right. Yeah. And like, you, it's just constant for you to be constantly growing now, even in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you're constantly growing, getting these household names and getting hopefully more down the line. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like just amazing to see it all Mm -hmm. come apart. And it's like, you know, especially how 2020 was. I can agree for, well, I can possibly say for both of us was the worst year ever. Yeah. From a family standpoint because we lost our mom. Yeah. And it's like nothing would, nothing was worse than that. Mm -hmm. Nothing would have been, nothing would have been worse than that. And so, um, I will say, you know, personally, 2020, I kind of, I felt like I didn't, I didn't, I 100% feel like I didn't do my best at all. Mm -hmm. And it was, I didn't, I feel like I made a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. both personally, financially. I made a lot of mistakes, and
3: but you gotta look at it, you're young right so uh this is one thing like i've I've always looked at, so especially in our culture of being black, everything is rushed mm-hmm. it's eighteen. Either you get a job or you go to college. You feel what I'm saying? That's
2: exactly how I feel, yes.
3: Either you get a job or you go to college. Okay, let's just say you go to college. Four years, you graduate. So that makes you 22. So then, let's just say you go try to get your master's degree. I think that's an extra three years or whatever. Whatever it is. So now you're 24, 25 years old. So now you're automatically... Automatically thrown in the pits of you got to be good. You you have a master's degree, so you got to get a job. You in debt. You automatically (laughs) in debt. So now you got to get a job. You got to have a car. You got to have your own crib. All this shit, right? So then, so now you're 25 trying to do all this shit. You have no. You have had no years of fucking up. Everybody has to... Listen, you you should be able to fuck up 10 times if you... You feel what I'm saying? Your first try at shit should never be your only attempt mm. at all. Like, 30 years old, could we look at like... I'm 33. From the outside, you're like, damn, you're 33? You're getting old. But it's like, nigga we're staying alive to we're 90 years old. So I've lived a, a third of my life. Man.
2: Ain't nothing wrong with me. So it's like, you know.
3: So at the end of the day, we put these things like, God damn. At 19, I blew $15,000 on bullshit, man. I could have did so much shit with that. My nigga, you got 20 years to build that to, back to, up. You feel what I'm saying? To, you never know what happened in in five years, where are you gonna be at so i that's one thing once I got thirty no last year, I would say, I really started looking at shit like that, like bro, yes, everybody wants to be a millionaire at twenty fucking five, yeah, that's a dream, but sometimes yo. Everybody's story isn't the same. So sometimes your story, you're going to hit your happy point when you're 40, possibly. Or you might hit it when you're 30. You might hit it when you're 28. You might hit it when you're 27. Some niggas become millionaires at 18. You can't look at somebody else's story and look at somebody else's story and be like, whoop, that's where I got to make it at. Because everybody's shit is different. Everybody's, you
2: can get to that point, but you don't you, you can't do it the exact same
3: way. Everybody's circumstances is different.
2: All right. Honestly, we like like you said, like how I see the people around me, mm-hmm. society, you know, like I said, like when you out of school, if you like I said, if you don't got a job or you're not in college, what are you doing with your life? And like, yeah, with me being eighteen, so like that thing, like I know most people be like bro you realize like you got so many years you got more years ahead of you Mm -hmm. than you do behind you if you live a healthy life Mm -hmm. you got so it's like I I question myself as a person like I want to do a lot of things
0: yeah
2: um I like music so I've always wanted to be a rapper you know I you know mess with music I want to be a fashion designer as well um be a um what's the word I can't think of it fashion designer what did I say fashion designer um Just, you know, just, I want to be, I want to be financially set. Um, and I always question myself on, can I do it? Mm -hmm. Can I be the, like, even, even if like, like whether you aim higher, you aim low. Can I be the next version of myself? But like, can I, can I have pockets like Jeff Bezos in the future? Could I have pockets like, you know, a millionaire, you know, something like a multimillionaire, stuff like that, or just be a, a normal average person with my own little business, but making decent money to where I'm comfortable. That's mm-hmm. that's the point where I want to get to life, where I want to get in life. If I'm able to be comfortable and I don't have to worry about, hey, I'll spend this on this. how's does that go dent my pockets? That's the point where I want to be. at. And I realized and my whole thing is I'm a very um what's the word? I'm a very um impatient person. I want things instantly and I feel like that's my fault with that. But it's like I wish I was like and like I'm kinda getting better at it, but I wish I was uh okay, let me let me sit back, let me work at it first. Let me build let me make my plan but first before I just go into it. Cause if you don't have a plan, it's not gonna work out. Like, yeah. like at all 100% It's not gonna work out If you don't have a plan
3: Like What I didn't Start the Burbs Network Until I was What I'm 33 now Uh 30 30 So yeah You feel what I'm saying And It took me 30 years To find my true One thing I felt Was my passion I was just like you 18 I wanted to be a Fucking music producer I wanted to start my own clothing lines. I've so many things I wanted to do throughout the years where I was just like, oh, nope, nope, nope. I wanted to do radio. I can give a fuck about doing radio today. <laughs> yes, if they offer me a job to do WJLB, I'll 1,000% take it if it's the right thing. But is that my goal? I don't know. I would use that shit to help big diverse Network up to the point where I wanted to be. All right. Real quick,
2: dude, Uh, what's his name? What's the man who do podcasts? For uh, well, example, Joe Budden, but what's the other famous
3: one? Joe Rogan? Joe
2: Rogan, yeah. Like, Joe Budden and Joe Rogan, do they get paid for their
3: podcast? Yes, 100%. As,
2: which one? Ain't one of them on title. No. Who on Spotify?
3: Uh, Joe Rogan is on Spotify. Joe Budden used to be on Spotify. He
2: not no more, right? No. Okay. Yeah, so you, know, you can get to that point, you know, or that, at least getting paid for an episode or something. Mm-hmm. That's that's fucking fire. But um, yeah. Um, next question I wanted to ask. Um, where was there a certain point where you had like, for so example, you have a lot of shoes, mm-hmm. like, like a very, you know, it's like. Very, I won't say very particular, but you like certain shoes. Would you say you're a picky person when it comes to your shoes?
3: A thousand percent.
2: Okay. Did I love for, like, as many shoes as you collect and stuff like that? Did it come from somewhere?
3: Um. So I've always liked shoes. Mm. Always. So. Well, I,
2: I'll say this. In, like, in, in addition to shoes, just fashion itself.
3: Yeah. I like. I I love shoes. I like being able to dress nice.
2: But you love shoes.
3: I love shoes. Like I will wear a new pair of shoes with anything. Mm-mm. You feel what I'm saying? But dressing nice shit you is <laughs> you know, females like a nigga who dress nice. You I don't wanna be a bum ass nigga. Mm. So that comes secondary to me loving shoes. So, what happened basically was, I might have been in the 11th grade of high school, Mm -hmm. so I used to get a lot of shoes, but I just fucked them bitches up. Mm -hmm. So, one day I was just like, nigga, if you just take care of these shoes, you're going to get a new pair of shoes, so now you got four pair of shoes, you keep taking care of your shoes, This just going to build up. So that's literally how I started collecting shoes, was me learning like, oh shit, instead of just fucking these bitches up like I done done all these, I could just take care of them, and I'm good. And that shit just built, for real, for real. Yeah. And um Yeah, that's literally how it happened.
2: <laughs> well us having like pets and stuff, have you ever had a pet fuck Up a pair of, like a good
3: shoe, you had? Um, not really fuck up shoes. I've had more uh, clothes. A, uh, the cats we got now, one of them shitted on a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: would, I ain't gonna lie. Now, if it was a shirt or pants, something that'd be that'd be different.
3: <laughs> This was shoes. That was personal. Shadow <laughs> shit on a pair of shoes. That was personal. <laughs> um Roxy haven't Roxy got to a pair of flip flops of her. But she haven't touched no shoes. Capone might have like chewed up like a heel of a shoe or something. But I've na- I haven't really got anything major from a pet. Mm.
2: Yeah. So, um Uh
3: what do I want to
2: next? I oh, um, first off, before I ask this this next question, how do you, how do you, um, first off how do you like Roxy? Like with us actually having a dog that's actually able to grow up with us, or how do you like Roxy? She
3: cool. She a asshole. <laughs> she a puppy. So she going through her puppy phase. But she for sure an asshole. Because this is my first
2: dog that I've ever Mm -hmm. had. Um, Taylor had had a dog named Tyler. That nigga was just nasty. And he was a puppy, but it was like, it wasn't my dog. So it's not like, and I I was like younger too, so I didn't understand how to take care of a dog. I kind of still don't know now. Now was like, that wasn't my dog, so I didn't do anything with Mm -hmm. it. So I'm like, the experience of growing up with a dog, It's kind of, I mean, not growing up, but, like, taking, like, getting a dog at a puppy age and, you know, growing up. A dog dog.
3: being your fucking responsibility.
2: Yeah. It's very different to me. And I I thought it, like, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's not, it's not, I mean, I'm I'm not going to say it's hard, but it's not necessarily
3: easy. It's like taking care of a fucking person, though. Once you get them on a schedule and then you teach them what's good from bad, it's like, just like a kid. Like nigga, shit on this toilet. <laughs> go outside to shit.
2: And yeah. like I said, she just get into all right. I'm gonna go to the door because yeah. I don't want to get hit for so you. the yeah. from in this motherfucker. And it's like you know, what? I ain't glad that that night that she um, like she got ran over. I like, up. I thought it was like. I honestly thought of myself as the worst owner ever. Then again, at the time I did, it wasn't my fault, though.
3: It was your fault. It, it
2: was not it's my the, fault. It was
3: a thousand percent your fault because you literally went against everything I told you. Like, no. Nah. Because like, I, I tell you every time, like, bro, when you send her out there. Make sure people is not out there and make sure there's no cars coming around because at that point in time. If if you moved, she on your ass. She gonna run over there. It was crazy today. I didn't realize it until today. I took her out, and people of my
2: man's over there, next to Cherokee. Mm-hmm. He was uh he he was in his car about to pull out, and like Roxy was just like she used the bathroom and she was looking at the car. As soon as my man started to pull out her at the driveway, she took off. It came towards the uh the door. Mm-hmm. She ain't about to fuck with no more cars. Yeah. The But no, um, I wanted to ask, uh I think this uh two more questions. This is one. Um how um do you think you know how you took care of me and you know 'cause if I'm being honest, I'm not actually three more questions. First off, um one, did you kinda have to not grow up with them, but Did you kind of have to deal with my dad?
3: I dealt I had to deal with him not necessarily grow up dealing with him because it was a point where that nigga was completely out. Right. So I would say from, from like fifth grade to like the seventh. I would say he was really there, there. From what I can remember, I might be off, but because I don't. Because auntie died when I was in the ninth. I know that for a fact. When did that nigga break that window? (laughs) That might have been like eighth grade then when he broke that window. So, so. From like a fifth, like three to four years for real, that nigga was around. What was that backstory again? I forgot. What happened with that? Well, when he broke the window. Yeah. So, um, so moms had kicked that nigga out. Mm. So she was like, before. Oh, was I? A- you wasn't born. Oh, I wasn't. I was born. You wasn't born. So, um. Was she pregnant with me? No. Uh Uh-uh. So, um, I don't think, I don't think so. So, she told me that morning, like, yo, I kicked that nigga out. When you get home, do not let him in the crib unless I'm there. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Okay. This has happened multiple times. Listen, so I get home. So, I'm in the, uh, I might have been upstairs for real. So I hear somebody messing with the window. So I come downstairs, that nigga at the window. That nigga like, hey, let me in so I can get my clothes. And I'm like, bro, moms already told me, nigga, I cannot let you in this house. Mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with her bullshit than deal with your, because you're not going to do shit to me. You want to do Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> So, are You cool, bro? nigga, no, I got to deal with her. If he was my dad, this would have been different. Yeah. But, right. hey, nigga, fuck you. I nigga like dog. Let me in the crib, dog. Boo, I just need to get my clothes. So I was like, no, nigga. She specifically said, <laughs> don't let that nigga get his shit. Ain't so well, f- about to get me in trouble. <laughs> that that was my thing. Like, no, bro, you are not about to get me in trouble. Because even if he would have came in, got his stuff, and then left out, she would have noticed the stuff. Because you know gone. what happened? Another time, I let that nigga in when I wasn't supposed to, and that nigga fucked me over. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, my nigga, you not <laughs> about to fuck me over this time. <laughs> <laughs> nigga
0: fucked me over.
3: Like, what do you, like, stole something? Yeah. You hoe-ass nigga. <laughs> you, ain't <about> to, <laughs> you ain't about to fuck me Yeah, over. like, dog. Like, I, and I never got in trouble for the shit because that nigga ended up getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, no, nigga, I'm not getting in trouble this time for this shit, bro. Fuck you. This time,
2: she let me bro. Yeah.
3: Man. So, nigga, that nigga uh, broke the window with his hand. I've never seen anything like this in my was life. Was it like these type windows? Bro, it was like, the windows we got in the, the uh, living room. Uh-huh. That bitch was a double pane window, though. That nigga, t- that nigga looked down, took his hand. He broke that bitch. Nigga. <laughs> in my head, that nigga was in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Already. I was like, damn. So I ran out the house. I got the fuck on. So you ran right,
2: like, past him like, in the
3: w- front doors? Literally ran past this nigga. <laughs> Like I ran out the house, like if the door right here, the window was like right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like Bush's window. I literally ran past this nigga <laughs> to go to the neighbor's crib. I'm like, hey Did he go in the house? Yeah, he went in the house. Mm. So I called moms. At the time moms used to work at um it's a building right next to Star Theater. Mm. So you know where that's at. Yeah, close. But we wasn't living close. We was far. We lived like in, uh, like off of 8 Mile and Myers. Uh, That's when we... So, yeah, we were for sure living off of 8 Mile and Myers. When I say she got over there in five minutes... You would have thought she was somewhere else? Bro. So... It was low-key his fault because he took so long in the house. That nigga, uh, so he grabbed his shit, and this nigga was walking by. He walked by the neighbor crib, and he said something to me like, nigga, you should have let me in the fuck house. Next thing I know, that nigga, uh, got, moms ran up on that nigga with the whip and hit that nigga. <laughs> like, whole-ass nigga.
2: What type of whip she had?
3: She had a die drown. Oh,
2: that's when she had the ram? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah
3: she tried to kill that nigga. Yeah, she tried to take that nigga out the game. That nigga was like, You should have let me in the yeah. house. <laughs> you whole ass nigga. I would have sucked out. fuck <laughs> you, dog. Like, literally, like, three, like two, minutes later, <laughs> two minutes later, she was hitting that nigga with the car. Two minutes later, she was hitting that nigga with the car. Was he able to walk away? Yeah, that nigga got the fuck on. Did he drive over there or he walked over there? That nigga walked over there. Uh, That's how he got hit by a car. He was walking. <laughs> what did she say to you and stuff? She was just making sure I was good and shit.
0: Uh,
2: I would have been like, Niggas at school about to roll over this shit tomorrow.
3: I don't even think I went to school. I think I got to miss school and shit for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Up there playing a the game like damn, mm-hmm. this <laughs> nigga got fucked. Up. I think I got them miss school, all that shit for that.
2: But <laughs> I would have walked up to mom's like, her on the back like, you good?
3: <laughs> she took that nigga off the game.
2: But no, um, next man, <clears throat> this I wanted to ask. Um, so do you think, yeah, like you taking care of me, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. or like you know what you, you had to do and stuff? Because honestly, I see you. I see you. I won't say it's the father figure, but um, well, kind of like that. But like, like the man figure that you know mm-hmm. every boy needs in his life. Cause I'm not, you know, I, I grew up with my dad when I did, but I'm mm-hmm. not as really close to him as I am. I well, as I I want not even say I used to like when I was like smaller and so younger. I used to love my dad, mm-hmm. but the feeling is not there anymore. Is because I'm old enough to realize. You the know, bullshit he be on. Yeah, the bullshit he be on, yeah. Because young, when I was younger, I didn't know any of this yeah. and stuff like that. I saw my dad as fucking Superman. But
3: I, I went through that phase too, like, uh, like especially when I was, like, in middle school where it was just like my pops could do no wrong no matter what he did. It was like, oh, you know, because every time I'm with my pops, we having fun or something.
2: A hundred percent why
3: I saw my dad yeah. like that.
2: Like even like Kyle, I consider Kyle aside from Mm Todd, I consider Kyle like my best friend. I know the nigga for like ten plus years now. It was because of me being over there with my living over there, my dad that I met him Mm because he used to live across the street. Mm -hmm. So it's like, bro, being always being over there, even when it's like just me, Taylor. You know, when back when he was with Delia, you know, Dwayne, Mm -hmm. Tiffany, everybody being over there, it it felt like it felt like how I was saying with the Drew thing. It was like a fan because we was Mm -hmm. always together and stuff. And it was my, you know, my dad and my step family and mm-hmm. stuff, and my half because you know I got Taylor, my half sister, so it was like I felt that family connection mm-hmm. over there because it's like it's not like that I didn't feel it with you and mom, but it was like it's just us
3: three. It's different. It's completely different because the different we always around each other, right? It, so once, yeah, once there's never a time we're not around each other. Yeah. So you always around. Once you were always around something, you just used to it. So you take advantage of it. You're just like, oh. That's normal. The most exciting we did was go out for birthdays
2: to dinner. It was legit a plan, like yeah. all right, where you wanna eat for dinner 100%. for your birthday. So we will go out. So there. you
3: take for granted the the consistency what where you do. Right. You feel what I'm saying? It's consistent. I know nigga if I knock on my brother door, okay, we can play two K and shit like that, boom boom. But it's nothing special. It's right. just the normal shit. It's whatever. Right. When you you know, your pops come pick you up It's like oh shit This shit is different
2: Yeah like, we might go to the Water Park this week We might a hundred go to, pro- Might go out to a cookout there For you your family Yeah or oh like shit
3: that. They got Grand Theft Auto Over there My mama said I could have Grand Theft Auto right. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying It's a difference You know I get to stay up Over here right. She on my ass When I'm Right you, so it was a difference. Until, especially
2: that because I remember the distinctive time of nine o'clock was my bedtime. Yeah, time. I hated
3: sleep. I hated the hip, bro. So then, like you, you, uh, so as you get older, and you need that nigga for certain things, now that nigga is becoming a bum ass nigga. That your mama's like, yo, that nigga ain't shit, right? And I'm, I'm glad that I was,
2: cause it was probably. I probably started to get how my dad was late middle school, early high school.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I used to love kind of. I remember the point where I wanted to live with my dad. Um, I think I st- I did school stints out there for fourth grade. Um, I was out. Oh yeah, for fourth grade. That bullshit that happened back when I was in eighth grade with him. That when I was just with me and him. Um, and then. The last time of stableness was when I was out there for 10th grade. When I was out to Ipsy schools, Ypsilanti schools, when I went to uh, Huron. And being out there, it was like me, him, Taylor, and his girlfriend, Aisha at the time. And, like, example, you know how, like, young Shane is? hmm Shane is like what?
3: what 23.
2: 23. Aisha yeah. might have been 22, 23. hmm And he was like a little younger. Hanging out with her and stuff, it was cool because she was closer to my age, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I always want to hang out with her. She was like, like, if you was younger, mm-hmm. the base, it's kind of like you, but just, be like, younger and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's more outgoing. She's a Detroit girl. So, it was like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you know, hanging out with her was always dope. And I liked being out there for the simple fact of this. Okay, I, I'm, I finally made friends at this school, so I'm not an outcast. Yeah. So I like I like it at the school, now nah, Because I didn't like the school at all at mm-hmm. first. Because I hate, you know, I've been to a bunch of different schools. And I hate new, going to new schools. Yeah. Especially when, like, you know, you'll be, like, example, um, elementary girl from kindergarten through, like, fifth grade. You'll come in, like, fucking fourth or fifth or something. And everybody already know each other. Mm-hmm. But you don't know anybody and stuff. <clears throat> so I just hated that. But being out there, I didn't it's the reason I wanted to move back from my 11th and 12th is because I saw how my dad was on an everyday basis. The most I got enough of my dad was when I was there for weekends on the summer. I'll be up there for longer mm-hmm. and stuff, but I would still come back home and that's kind of how it was for 10th grade. But it's like, you know, I was living with my dad, with my dad and being mm-hmm. over here for the weekend. And that mm-hmm. was, It was automatically weird because I didn't see mom as much as Mm -hmm. I wanted to and stuff. Saw you. And it was just like, I saw how my dad was as an everyday person and I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know if it was the stress of his job or whatnot, but it's just like, it wasn't somebody I personally wanted to live with.
3: Yeah.
2: So it's like, after that came around.
3: It's like, nigga, if every day... We see each other. I'm on some bullshit. You're like, dog. I'm not trying to live in this crib. Right. This nigga is on. I know when I see this nigga. He look. It's like every day. If I came in and smacked your food on the ground, <laughs> you gonna be like, dog. I do not. I'm not trying to live with this. Right. Cause I know as soon as this nigga walk in the crib at seven o'clock, my food gonna hit the ground.
2: And like, I didn't. It was like a two bedroom apartment. Mm. So you know, he had his room. Taylor had her room. I didn't have a room. I have a room, but I, had a, I slept on like a mattress and mm.
0: stuff.
2: And it's like I'll play my game in the front. i would be chilling in the front. So when he come in, I see him all the time. And it looked like he just always come in with an attitude and stuff. So I had to make sure i like, hold on, when I get home, I make sure I do my homework. I got to, you know, make sure I shower because he don't like bad smells and mm. stuff. I got to make sure the trash took him out. It was like, it's not, the, it's not what I had to do. It was just I know how he would get when I, oh, let's say I forgot to take out the trash or something he always come home on tip. He already Mm -hmm. on tip because he had to work. Probably somebody else made him Mm upset. So it's like being over there, it was, it it became irritating. And it's like, okay, this is something that, yeah, plus you live, plus the nigga lived 45 to an hour away. An hour drive there and back. It was just terrible in Mm -hmm. itself. So it's like, all right, bro, if I'm going to do this for the long run, I don't want to do this. So it's like, all right, Plus, he was moving, too. Yeah, he was moving back to Detroit. I, I don't want to go to DPS.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, it's like, I was like, all right, I'm for sure out of here. I'm not about to go to, mm-hmm. to Detroit schools. So, I, was like, I might as well go back to a school, one that helps you with, who does extra stuff for you anyway, because mm-hmm. I love the school I went to, s So, it's like, it was just, I'm glad I made that decision, because, like, my 11th grade year, that's when I met, you know, Ty mm-hmm. and shit like that. And just like, just being how it is now, I loved it. And it's like, I'm glad that I was here, you know? But, um, no, what my question had led to was do you think, yeah, me, you know, growing up, what you had to do for me, do you think that you would be ready for a kid? Uh, I don't Or do you think it would be. Hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes
3: it has hard moments. Honestly, man, but you kind of got experience. Nothing prepares you for having your own kid. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you're responsible for a life. So even, you know, going through what moms had to go through and all that shit, I wasn't responsible for your life. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I. I just took the role of, yo, she need help. I was
2: going to say, you did something that I wish I would have did. And it was, you recognized that, all right, let me help help," instead of being a nuisance. Yeah, My dumb self, I always did dumb shit. It was just like, yeah, I'm a kid, but I did dumb shit. I could have made things easier.
3: Even in that point in time, I was still doing stupid teenager shit. Yeah, You feel what I'm saying? But... So I saw that and I was like, okay, let me help her out. But once again, I wasn't responsible for it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I still could have done what I wanted to. Like when I wanted to go to Pontiac, I was still able to go to Pontiac. I was still, you feel me? Like so I still have freedom to do whatever I wanted to. Like like uh we had that conversation you pulling up to my job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You come doing work and I was like, you really can't do that cuz you can't keep Roxy in a fucking cage for 7 hours. Right. Because that's your responsibility. You feel what I'm saying? That's not right. So, once again, I've never had that. Nothing restricting me to say, oh, I can't do this or whatever. Like, theoretically, you're your own responsibility right now. Mm Yes. Yes, theoretically, this is my house. And, you know, I do what I do to help you out, you know? You, you don't have a job or whatever. So, you look, if you need money, here you go. If, if we eat, I can't. Me being the response, me being, what's the word I'm looking for? Me being the good brother that I am, I'm just not like, oh, shit, you don't work, you don't eat. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, nigga, you ain't working, you ain't using my water. Or, you feel what I'm saying?
2: You can't play the game, stuff like that.
3: You feel what I'm saying? So, but I'm not responsible over your life because theoretically you could get the you could leave if you wanted to. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Legally, yeah. Yeah. So I've never had that where I'm responsible for somebody's life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think I I could raise a kid, Mm -hmm. but you know.
2: You think it's more of a possibility of you having a kid or getting married?
3: A hundred percent kid over marriage. As of right now, yeah. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> but um two two little more questions. One, it was just uh as as much work as you put in with this um you know, the burbs network and everything, you proud of yourself? And like where you are in life right now. Are you proud of yourself?
3: Um, I'm learning to become more proud of myself.
2: On the process. In the process. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, did mm-hmm. I see five years ago me running my own podcast network? Us being in the position, because we're not at the final position, you know, sure. we're still growing. But you're not in a bad Yeah, us being in a position we in, no, I didn't expect this. Uh, I didn't expect this from me starting um, Fresh from the Burbs um, last year. I didn't even expect me to be still doing Fresh from the Burbs. Mm-hmm. So every day, you know, is I'm becoming like, okay, I'm, I'm learning to take shit how it is. I think uh, a lot of times we look too far to the future mm-hmm. and then when we don't, when we hit that point we, we we're looking at and we're not at a position we're supposed to be at or we thought we was going to be at, you become disappointed.
2: Mm-hmm. And you doubt yourself.
3: Or you see somebody else, you know, making moves and shit like that. Like, damn, why I'm, why I'm not in that position? Right. So I'm more of, you know, learning. Like, oh, shit. Nigga, I'm proud that you got your own podcast and Ari got her own podcast and shit like that. So I'm becoming more proud of you know the growth that we are, you know.
2: I know for a fact five years you want to be like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna have mine. You know, my sister gonna have her podcast, Bonnie gonna have his. Like yeah, mm-hmm.
3: it's
2: like <laughs> that'd be a fucking wild prediction. Mm-hmm. But I mean, five like, years
3: ago, five years ago, I wasn't even talking to my sister. Right. You feel what I'm saying?
2: And I'm glad. I will say this. Um, that was kind of what my next question was going to be. Like, um, you getting closer, you know, with your sister and mm-hmm. stuff. And kind of with your dad, too, you know, and popping up more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask, do you, like, how, first, it's kind of a two-part question. One, how did, you know, so for so those on the last April, April 7th, our moms had
0: passed.
2: Mm-hmm. One, how did that, Change you as a person and the things you did? And two, did it make, did it bring you closer to family?
3: Um, I, one thing where, you know, me and moms always had conversations of she's not always going to be here. Mm -hmm. So, When she died I never looked I I still haven't Um, There's two things that I still haven't done I still haven't broke down Over the fact that she's died And I still haven't um, Looked at uh, What is the word I'm looking at I still haven't broke down And I still haven't looked at what her death done, done to me You feel what I'm saying How it has affected me Because I instantly went into uh, Like As soon as you know she died And you know I instantly went into Okay I have to take care of Vonnie next You feel what I'm saying Like that's instantly my responsibility uh, Not even you uh, Graduate and shit like that Like no that's my responsibility. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instantly. So then, her death—how it affected, how it affected people. It kind of like how my pops. It like that shit fucks with him. You feel what I'm saying? Because that's he he's known her for forty, right. fifty fucking years. So. I instantly became like okay I can't be this asshole no more cause me and his relationship how it is I always put it is is like this because of him so I instantly was like okay that nigga he's taking this shit hard so I can't be an asshole and be like Whoop, you still the response, you know? Yeah. So, okay, just because
2: just happened, I don't. I still
0: don't want to talk to you.
3: A hundred percent. So now it's just like, okay, I can. I can be the bigger person and and somehow reconcile this. Is it kind
2: of like a forgive but not forget type of thing? A hundred
3: percent. So then, with reconcile from that, it's automatically. Me having to um, reconcile with my little sister because I, not to be an asshole, I care more about that relationship than I do me and my pops' relationship. 100%. Because That's, we've we've had a relationship,
2: right? That's how it is with me and Taylor. Yeah.
3: So now it's like okay, I've never had this relationship with my sister, so all these years me being an asshole. I have to, you know, because tomorrow ain't promised. Right. That's one thing that the, death always does to you. It makes you look at, like, yo, any day can be your day. At any moment. Bro, if we look at it, because I think you asleep. Me and mom was in the kitchen laughing. Like, we're laughing. She was like, you want something to eat? Because I, this was when I was working at Rockwell. So I woke up. It's like eleven, twelve. She was ordering pizza. No, she was ordering subs and pizza. You talking about that day? Yeah, yeah
2: I remember because I was back. I was back here doing mm-hmm. my schoolwork. I heard y'all. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you this. Instantly, when I hear y'all in the front laughing, always oh, want to go up mm-hmm. there. So I remember we was. She was sitting at the table, and we was. I said we was laughing. I remember. Yeah, yeah, y'all was laughing, and then I came up there, and then she probably said a joke or two. Mm-hmm. And laughing. Everything seemed normal. That, that's what I would say about like my mom's passing. Every time somebody asks me how I feel about it, like, example, with the same thing you said, I haven't really dealt. I've cried. I've done yeah. my I've cried, but I haven't. Oh, my God, my mom
0: passed. Mm-hmm. I haven't
2: broke down. I haven't... I've processed it, but it's it's like I haven't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. I I like yeah I haven't dealt with it because and it's like it's not because I don't want to. It's because I don't know how to. Because mm-hmm. the last time I lost somebody this big was Grammys, and, mm-hmm. and I was in the fourth grade. So it's like I was hurt, but I didn't really understand what you know, hurt was. Yeah, and that's my mom at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's like, and so yeah, that happened, and it's like, you know, at the end of the I came back here. I came back, back here, and then that's when everything happened. And it's like, you know, I heard you say something. You know, I thought she, like, fell or something or something like that. And it just, it just, I didn't, you never, like I said, you never you, know.
3: You never know. Like, bro, I, I walked away for two minutes. And that's, you feel, theoretically. Because I
2: didn't even, like, you know, between me, I didn't even, you know, hear anything. And it's like I was back here doing my work and stuff.
3: So, like. Like I said, I walked away for two minutes, and yeah. 20 minutes later, I haven't, my mom is dead. Right. So, you always, you never know when it's your time to go. So, it was just like, man, stop being an asshole. You've lost one parent. It don't make no sense not to. You feel what I'm saying? Because, First off, like, aside from
2: that, the Bird Network anniversary party y'all had, prior to that time, when was the last time that I saw her? What was the last time I saw and you saw her, uh, uh,
3: I saw her before that. Um, I took her to lunch for her birthday. Oh, yeah, you did. I forgot. Yeah, yeah I took her to what
2: lunch. What was the last
3: room. time I saw her? Uh, I have no clue.
2: Honestly, I called that my first time meeting her, mm-hmm. and I've been alive for 15 yeah. years. So it's like I didn't Honestly after, after times I forget That you have a sister
3: Being honest She probably Didn't Haven't seen you Since like You was a, a baby I was
2: I feel like The last time you saw me When I was a baby
3: Yeah and Yeah It's yeah, it like You
2: know Seeing her is like Cause when she walked up to me I didn't know who she was And it's mm. like Cause I never knew I knew mm. you had a sister I never knew what she looked like yeah. Stuff like that And so It's like I don't know about... Like I said, I, I don't know if I would say, personally, me, if I got closer to, I mean, well, aside from you, like this, that situation, as dire as it was, mm-hmm. I guess to say the good thing that came out of it was me and you were closer than mm-hmm. we've ever been before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, I can actually talk to you about something.
3: Yeah, And it's like... Even and with, that just come with growth also. Right. Like, like I said earlier in the interview... the the position like the time frames has always been so drastic that there's no common ground. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm 15. You're just born. Right. I'm 20. You're five. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I'm 30. You're 15. There's no common ground there. I we could talk about. So now that you're grown, theoretically. And I'm 33. There's a, a common ground. We have
2: some of the same interests now. Yeah, we you able to talk about.
3: You lived through some things. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, and it's like I'm not, and it's because of reasons after mom passing that I'm not close with my dad, or I, you know, I'm yeah. not close at all with my dad. And it's like every now and then I do think about. I just, I wish it's like the thing. It's like certain things you just. It just, it has to be that. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, I don't have a good relationship with him. Do I... Have I made mistakes? Yes. But, first of all, I don't like people who shine away from their mistakes that they made. And that was kind of the thing with that. It was just, yo, it's just, you know... I need you to be the parent that I always thought you were. The Superman, the, you know the the best parent, the best dad ever. I think he,
3: how I look at it is kinda how me and my pops is now. He knows mom's gone. Right. So he's like, all right, I haven't been the best father throughout the years. But the least I can do is somewhat be there. Right. My pops randomly text me now. now this has never, like, you feel what I'm saying? Never mm-hmm. been our, our relationship. Our relationship is we talk on holidays and birthdays. Mm-hmm. So he randomly, we you feel me? We randomly talk now. Mm-hmm. Just if it's about bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I felt, and once again, I might be wrong. From, my, from the outside looking in, it kind of like once that situation happened, it's kind of like he's being selfish because it's like, oh, yes, that affected me. Is oh, it affected you. It also is affected me too. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my excuse of being on bullshit. Yeah. But it's like, no, nigga, you're the adult here. You have a son that's you know,
2: right.
3: it's affected more. You know,
2: right? Because I've, I've grown up.
3: Hundred percent. Yeah,
2: I just. It was just like, I will say this. I'm glad that I was out of school around that time mm-hmm. that you know everything happened because I just probably wouldn't even want to go to school. Mm-hmm. Just I didn't. I was so emotionally drained from everything. It was mm-hmm. like I didn't. I didn't care about anything. And honestly, I will say this. That's always been my biggest, my biggest fears. You know, not taking, not saying I don't. I love my dad. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear was always either you or mom's passing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it's like now, personally, is now it's like, okay. Because I thought, I thought, honestly, mom would live until I had a kid or something like that. That's always what I wanted, for me to have a kid, for her to see her grandchild. Yeah, That's always what I wanted for her. And with her being taken away so early, it's like now even though I would be de- devastated anyway, I'm going to be 100% more devastated if, you know, you know, pray to God it don't happen soon that if you would pass, you know? And it's like, it's just a bond that I feel like me and you've built, you've, me and you've built that brought us closer with that. And am not mm-hmm. saying it wouldn't have happened, but it, I it, I don't think it would have happened this soon because me and you are two different personalities. We like the same things, but we're two different personalities. Yeah. So it's like, you know... I'm glad that I can, you know, anybody can say, oh, you know, she's watching over you guys, you know, stuff like that. You hear that all the time. But it's like, you know, I'm honestly, I'm honest. I honestly can say, I hope she's watching, you know, like me and you do this podcast now, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like that stuff. It just, it just really shaped, it it really made me a different person.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I'm not the same person I was before she passed. And, like, things that things that wouldn't even matter to me mattered to me. Like, I remember the day after, I was washing dishes, and I kind of broke down crying. Mm-hmm. And she would always say, Vonnie, go in there, do the damn dishes and mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, graduate. I remember I called you when I got my diploma. And, like, that just meant the world to me because she wanted Cozy, it so man. bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it meant the world to me, for real, for real. Like one, I was in a position where I didn't think I was gonna pass, but even though it's a high school diploma, I mean, hey, I did it, you know. As much as she, you know, she wanted me to, I finally was able to do it. So it just, you know, meant the world to me with that. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, that's um, I think that's the end of the episode, man. Um, I want to thank you for coming down with me and talking with me. Us chopping it up one-on-one.
1: What do you do when you
2: get tired of uh, fucking the same pussy? Uh, once again, this was uh, Wake and Bake, episode five. Uh, you can find this episode and many more on the uh, Burbs Network.
3: You should have asked me at the end, what do I see in the future? That's a great interview.
2: All right, and one last question for we What do you see in the future?
3: Oh... Uh, Honestly, my goal for the Burbs Network, uh... so
2: by the end of this year, what do you want to have accomplished?
3: Um, profit from the Burbs Network. Uh, consistent merch. Um... I can't wait to try Consistent merch. Um, we kinda, I kinda set a goal, uh, made a goal of getting an episode five days a week. Um... We kind of fell off that a little bit for the past few weeks, but that's on me, not nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly doing seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a plan for um, teaching you some things, teaching you some um, you being more re- and you know in tune for shit. We've okay. talked about that.
2: Yeah, yeah honestly, yeah, because like, I. I want to be more involved with yeah. you know engineering, you know, to
3: photography, anything. You know? Yeah, so that is something I'm big in. Um, possibly uh, cutting down how many podcasts I'm fucking on, man. I'm I'm working like a slave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you on? What, oh, I'm on Fre- five? What, fresh from the burbs. I'm doing sophisticated ignorance. I'm Black doing men don't cheat. Black men don't cheat. Jackie Henny. I'm a member of FG Radio. So, um, counting down, cutting down on my workload, but, you know, if I have to keep doing this shit until we get, get up, you yeah, I will. Um, it was one more thing. Um, yeah, man. Oh, we got Burbs TV coming. What's that? Um, Burbs TV is just gonna be, uh, just us, the so they can so they're hearing us now so, so they will, can see they hear. will be seeing us uh, you, YouTube. we've we try we're figuring stuff out mm-hmm. um getting a more of a grasp of of what we're doing um I think we're we we done did like a a total you know a switch from where we was at a year ago how you know a sister we've been and shit like that, but it's just being us, you know, fine tuning things basically.
0: Okay.
2: Aside from, you know, black men don't cheat coming soon, um, you still as of right now you do sophisticated ignorance, right? Yes. Okay, so aside from black men don't cheat, is there any uh podcast we can look forward to in the future? Any more that you, think you got for um or as of right now
0: it's kinda weak.
3: Black men don't cheat. Theoretically, well, I don't even think that's the word I'm looking for. Black man don't cheat. The relationship, what, the relationship experts? That's what it's going to be called. It's me and Drew. That's what the Black Man Don't Cheat is. Black Man Don't oh, Cheat. Yeah. The relationship experts. Okay. Uh, is my last podcast. Yours, particularly. My particular. Me being on a podcast. Uh uh-huh. um I don't know, you know?
2: Something can come down the line.
3: I I don't think I'm gonna create another podcast. Uh-huh. But if somebody come to me with a podcast, I think, you know, it's a possibility. Uh-huh. Um we had a couple projects that fell through, so we might pick them back up and shit like that. Uh I know um Driz is gonna get back into doing in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> The Future is um gonna be, if I'm not mistaken, audio and visual. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with in the clouds. So it's just gonna be, you know, more shit like it's more just expanding on shows we already got.
2: I saw the uh, Braves Network Instagram. So is Roxy our mascot?
3: She might be our mascot. (laughs) I got to get her a Cuban, though. (laughs) Um, I would love to create another female show. Um, But once again, Silver Spoons is still theoretically, you know, is one of our podcasts. But, you know, situations.
2: Right, at least like you said, you got things planned. Yeah. You know, they fall through, so be it. But as of right now, things are you know they up, mm-hmm. and we just you know look, we, y'all looking to you know just expand basically. Yeah, expand, grow, do as much as y'all can. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hundred percent good.
3: Like man. the goal is to to turn a profit in two thousand twenty one. So niggas got to get paid.
2: Especially if you're your own boss, too. Yeah. Doing something you love. That's ultimate business, goal. A
3: hundred percent.
2: I'm glad you gave me and Ty this podcast, man. Because I I didn't, like, you know Me being, like, I didn't, like, at first I never understood the podcast. But when I realized on how me and Ty could sit up and smoke weed all day and talk about things. Yeah. Why not do it in possibly get paid for it yeah. so it's like and like why not like just sharing like our opinions with other people like it's like it's dope at the end of the day so you know I thank you for you know having us on this show and I thank you for being on this episode I uh, appreciate it um yeah you can find the uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts Podomatic uh, anywhere else that, or that's your
3: favorite good. podcast streaming service just search the Burbs Network yeah
2: network. I'm going to get this outro. I'm going to get the intro and outro, right?
3: I was close to uh, the other uh, week. You got to stop saying um so much. Yeah. I got to
2: do it. I, uh This is your host, uh, Gotti. You can find me on Instagram at uh, uh Tom,
3: where can they find you at? You can find me on your fat. Oh shit! i fucked up. You can find me at Prince underscore McFly. Drop the line at the EI. That's on all social media platforms.
2: And further ado, we well, thank you for uh, listening. Yo, that's all I have.